Listener Production. Get excited for your footy talk on a Thursday. Melbourne star Stephen May in studio talking all things D's golf, his journey into the AFL, plus a little preview of the King's birthday clash in a few weeks' time. This is the Footy Talk podcast coming up next. Footy Talk time for your Thursday and a guest in studio, which is a real treat from the NAM Footy Club, Mr. Stephen May. Welcome. Thanks, Daisy. Thanks for having me on, mate. Thank you so much for coming in on your day off and a very big day for you and your football club. You're heading off down the peninsula to play in the Melbourne Masters. Yes, very uh, very big day, nerve-wracking. Um, you know, it comes around once a year, so we'll be looking to, to steal the title off Michael Hibbert. So the pig won it last year. What's his handicap? He plays off about 11 or 12, but okay. he hardly plays and he's probably at seven or eight marker, right. but he just doesn't play. So, um, yeah, he's he's a freak at not playing at all. And then that first round back, he just pulls out of like a 40-pointer. Have you got a decent golf culture at the club? A lot of blokes that are right into it? Yeah, really good. Um, you know, when the when the uh, majors are on, there's you know, always a sweep and yeah. there's a lot of, lot of chat about that. And um, every Thursday was our day off, so... Um, everyone's checking the handicap app to see how everyone's rounds <laughs> went. And, where? Yeah, so Friday, even our Friday morning meeting starts with Troy Chaplin. He, he starts the backline meeting just with, so how'd we go, boys? Because <laughs> <laughs> most of the back defenders yeah. play. So, yeah, no, nah, it's a great golfing culture down there. Who's the best golfer at the footy club? Um, I wish you asked me that a week ago. Oh, was you? Yeah. Uh, I just, I just, what's your current GA? My current GA is 5.1. Oh, and, um, see, that's good golf. And Gussie Brayshaw is 4.8 and I was 4.7. Oh, yeah. But I just lost a you really lost good a flag. flag. Yeah. yeah, so I should have come on last week, so I could have said that. I was scrolling through your Instagram, and we saw you play a lot of golf at PK. You remember that? Yeah, I remember at PK. Yep. Fairly uh, <laughs> decent course just to be a member at. But you played alongside yourself, uh, Gus Brayshaw, Christian Petrarca, and Minwoo Lee. Yeah, it was um, pretty special. How, how, how in the bloody hell do you tee up playing with a not just a European tour player now, but PGA Tour star? Yeah, no, it's um. It's all because of Andrew Brayshaw. He, he's he's mates with him. They're they're both members at Royal Frio, I yeah. think, at um in Perth. And Min was in town, uh, seeing his coach and doing some like biomechanic stuff, and you know you know put all the little dots on their bodies yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. doing his swing swing adjustments. And um, he asked for a game with Gus for Andrew at R- RM, and then we just made a little group chat. Um, and then. He said, oh, I've never played PK. I've always wanted to get down there. So we ended up twisting um, Angus Brayshaw's arm right. because he hates paying to play somewhere. Right, and the green fees, we green love PK, fees. but they are not yeah, overly they're cheap. they're not cheap. And, I was um, there Monday, north of sort of 300. <laughs> oh, was that? Was I that think it's, it yeah, yeah. We, we obviously weren't member guests. We were just paying to play oh, the sound. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, nice. Yeah, usually it's about 100, 120 or something. Well, but, that's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. but um, he, uh, if you're under 30, which a lot of the – Golfers are yeah. at RM. It's only forty five bucks. Yeah. So to convince them to come to PK, you you're asking a bit out of them. Now I'm thirty one. I don't care. <laughs> I don't That's, get the discount and anymore. I'm sure Min wouldn't have to pay. Sure. Nah. Well, yeah. I asked. Uh, I mean, I mates with a couple of people at the club, and yeah. it was a late Tuesday. I and I just said, Hey, look, Min Wu's coming in. Um, you know, can we look after him a bit? And yeah, it was all good. They, you know, they comped these green fees, and I'm sure he had enough cash to pay for him. But um, yeah, it was just I was just on the range with him and watching him go about his business, just joking around. But it's, it just shows you how far away you yeah. are from even remotely and, thinking you're good enough to and play you think golf. At five, you're like, if I get the scratch, I'm competitive. Well, nah. Does he have a GA? He'd be plus eight or plus. I think he played off plus seven, just mucking around <laughs> at PK. Um, 
off the white tees and yeah, I think you know he would have. I think he shot maybe five under or something. So what he would have thirty four points. Yeah. Bad day in his book, but yeah, it was a it was a great experience. I was in awe. Like I'm a bit of a golf nuffy. Yeah, um, know a lot about him. I was asking him questions. I already knew the answers to. And is um, he a footy nuffy? Does he love? Yeah, it? he loves. So he's so he's landed in um in Dallas. He's yeah. gone to the Brian Nelson. You know, a week after we've played, and he's watching us play Gold Coast last quarter. <laughs> he's texting us. Great, great finish, fellas. Um, I'm thinking, this guy's getting ready for the Brian Nelson. He's watching us play the Suns on the Goldie. I was just like, thanks, man. That's brilliant. Yeah. That is brilliant. Um, let's touch on your own footy club. We do have to talk footy at some point. I'm sure you and I could talk golf for most of the day. But the Ds, you're going along all right. Fourth on the table at the minute, a tough loss on the weekend. But you must be pretty happy with how things stand to this point in the season. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we're building. We're building re- really well. Um we're setting some foundations that are going to hopefully stand up towards the end of the year. Um, you know, the, the the loss on the weekend oh, on Friday night was uh, was tough, but I feel like it. You know, it was a bit of reality check in some areas of our game that we need to improve on. So, you know, as much as as bad as it sounds, and the fans probably don't want to hear me saying this, that loss probably do us more good yeah. than if we won. You know, we'll actually take stock. And, and, and the more, if you actually watch the game and understand it, you can see that is because you played some bloody good footy against yeah. a team that's flying. They've won six or seven on the bounce. So yeah. to, to run them that close in those conditions on their home patch, it will hopefully... Yeah, their crowd is... Yeah, it's awesome. If you haven't been to a Friday night game at Adelaide Oval with the Port fans when they're up and about playing good footy, um, yeah, it's a great atmosphere and makes it hard, you know, trying to get some yeah. calls going your way and, you know, the, somehow the ball bounces towards them. It's just <laughs> amazing, the home field advantage. But like I said, you know, we're building nicely. We've got a good month coming up where um, some big tests, so... Um, yeah, I th- I, I'm pretty confident with the way we're going. You come up this weekend against Frio, but more importantly, Luke Jackson for the first time. Yeah, Jacko. Um, Will you be running a little bit of trap to him? You are a super yeah, competitor. I do, I do talk a little bit of shit on me. That's, that's <laughs> I've fair. heard a bit of this, um, yes. But he's, he's if you know if you know um, Jacko, he's nothing. Not a lot. Of, the best thing about it, not a lot of things phase him. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like he pretty he knows he's playing too. Melbourne this week, but he probably doesn't realise it's a big deal. <laughs> You know, he's probably like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll see the boys oh, again. Yeah, hey, you fellas. So, so <laughs> I used it's, to play there. Yeah, you know, a lot of players would probably be thinking about it all year and worried about it, and he would just go out and play footy. He's um, obviously got a tremendous talent, and you know, Frio went after him hard. But, yeah. you know, even after he'd requested a trade, he's, we, he still hung out with us, and, you know, after Mad Monday and all that, and even came to our meeting about our off-season program, <laughs> kind of like, Jack, are you not supposed to be here? <laughs> Just a <laughs> full trip, but yeah, but he just wanted to come and say goodbye yeah, again and all that. Like that's legend. the thing. There's no hard feelings there, and um, you know he's a Premiership player. Yeah, um, helped us deliver, uh, break that drought, and he's gone home to his family. So yeah, it's good to see him playing better footy, and um, looks like he's enjoying himself. No, that is a, a cracker. Um, we know that Clary Oliver will be out with a hammy. Have you had a chat to him? Because you famously played a grand final with a hamstring that wasn't on the bone, uh, could barely walk, got out of your wheelchair on game day, came out, just shut everyone down, just delivered the premiership to the homeland. Have you had a yarn to him? Um, yeah, it's funny that after the game he was asking me a couple of questions about hammies and I just said I'm probably not the guy to ask um, <laughs> because I was under no illusions that I did such a bad hammy in How the bad final. was yours though? Because uh, we, we sort of... It yeah, got it was, lost a little bit in the fact that you won. It was a massive story going into the game. Then yeah. you win, you played well, no yeah. one really gave a shit. Well, yeah, so I didn't know until <laughs> after the game. Um, but it was a, it's a three, uh, grade three, so a 12-weeker. Um, and I've come back in two weeks. <laughs> so you said, don't scan me, I think it'll be no, all right. Th- so the deal was they wanted to scan it. Yeah. I said, I'm paying. 
Um, if I get up and train, I'm playing. They said, how about you, we get the scan and we won't tell you the result, but it'll just allow us to, you know, tailor your program for the next two weeks to give you the best chance to play. Yeah. Like, you know, you, you're obviously not walking great right now, but um, I didn't want that in my head. Yeah, Whatever yeah. that was, you know, if I knew it was a grade three, I'm like, well, this is stupid. I can't, I can't play. play. Yeah. Um, and so, it was your kicking leg? Um, is it? Nah, it was my... Um, you're my right leg, so yeah, just which, for balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah just for balance. <laughs> but I, I did have an inkling that it wasn't a great, great result yeah. from the scan because Goody was giving me donuts for the next couple of weeks, oh. and I was thinking, you know, I thought he'd be checking in, hey man, how you feeling? Yeah, you ready? And he just was really sheepish towards me, and I real, I, I realised now he was probably, you know, faced with a big decision: do I play this guy? Yeah. Um, on you know, on one leg, and you know, we lose the game. Is it is it a great decision, or is it, you know, cost us the game? So I get all that, and I'm just thankful that the you know, staff, the support staff, the medical staff were able to you know, put these parameters in place that I had to tick off to, yeah. to progress. I had to hit some pretty hard markers. And in mate, terms I was of like high-speed running. High-speed running, of, yeah. agility, like Nordic testing with your hammies, um, you know, RDLs, all this stuff that I could do during the year, I had to be able to, you know, execute that before I could wow. play. And yeah, it was, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't easy because <laughs> I was hanging on by a yeah. thread, but I really wanted to play. And um yeah, thank God Norton wasn't running around as like he normally does. And, you know, we, we were sort of not in a lot of contests together because he picked up this ground ball in the second quarter and snapped a goal. And I think it was his first ground ball um, goal for the year. Yeah. You know, on yours truly, who yeah. was just sitting off him. Um, should have maybe been a touch Yeah, yeah, I should have been. I couldn't bend over. So, um, you know, so, you know, we're able to get through. And you look back now and you go, oh, you know, it was a good decision or whatever. Yeah. But, um you know, if I had a known that, I probably yeah probably wouldn't have been able to put my hand up. Yeah, for sure. Probably a good thing you didn't know, as yeah. you say. Did you? Could you feel it throughout the game? Were you still aware of it, or once you got out there and you were like, "No, nah, I'm here now. I'm playing." It's completely out of mind, or was it a little bit of? I had this feeling. I really didn't want to do it um, before half time, and then get subbed, and then we're down a key defender because we yeah, didn't okay. have the sub. Wasn't a yeah. key defender, so I was kind of a bit cautious. I was like, "Let me just try and play Norton." You know, nothing. No, no overstrides. No, nothing too crazy. Just play your role, you know, hold some shape and, yeah, and then after Bont kicked his third in the second, third quarter, I went, I don't care if it rips now. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I was we, like, I've got to try something. Whatever. I've got to just, you know, I'd rather go down swinging and I took this mark and, and played on and that was like the best thing that happened to me because I felt, oh, actually, I'm, it's not that bad. Yeah. You know, I feel a bit better and, um, yeah, after the, famously after the game, you know, the physio and the doctor come out and they're like, do you want to know about your scan? And I was like, yeah, yeah, and they're like, you know, it's a grade three, like, you know, 12-weeker. And I said, that's so negligent of you guys. <laughs> and um, and they – so the doctor goes, grabs to grab my medal off. So, okay, I'll take that off you then. Yeah, no, no, no. And I was like, no, nah, no, nah. <laughs> thank you. Thanks for all your help. For the people who aren't uh, aware of the grading system, three is as bad as it gets. Yeah. That is the upper echelon. You do a grade three, it's 12-week sort of minimum – Surgery, whatever yeah. they think's the best um, course wow. of action. Yeah, it's. Um, I wouldn't suggest doing that though. Um, yeah, right, even to, though to anyone else, <laughs> it gets a scan back and it says grade three. Uh, have some time on yeah. that. That is a remarkable story, and congratulations too, because not only did you play, you were bloody fantastic for your side, and obviously winning a premiership in front of a crowd, a bit of a different crowd as well. How was that for you? Oh, it was. Um, you know, it was amazing. It was my dream to. You know actually just play finals um so to be standing there on grand final day and you know as you know like the just the warm-up's different yeah. you know there's entertainment out there there's so many distractions going on and I was just soaking it all up and like I was flat they cancelled the parade sort of thing because yeah, I wanted yeah. to be part of that as well but um 
yeah, it was it was amazing. You know, the crowd really um, adopted us as their team over in Perth. I think because there were no uh, Perth-based teams in the in the granny, they got behind us. You know, they liked the sort of Cinderella story that yeah. we had won for a long time, and yeah, that it was amazing. It was. Ama- I wish you know our family and friends could have been there, but the group of people that were in a hub together and. You know, spent a lot of time together over there. It was you know, it was well worth it. And the post uh, celebration seemed like they were pretty out of hand. You would have been leading the charge there. Yeah, look, the f- <laughs> didn't have I to flat, ask the hammy and make sure he nah, didn't have any beers. No, nah, no, nah, they didn't. You know, they, they <laughs> no said restrictions. We'll, they said we'll check in in a couple of weeks. We know what you're going to be like. So, um, but yeah, everybody started heading home, and I probably stayed in Perth for another two months because <laughs> Perth, uh, Melbourne was still in lockdown. Yeah, so I was sure. like, we're not going home yet, fellas. Yeah. Like we can't do anything. What's the point? <laughs> yeah, so. No, it was great. No, that's brilliant. Hey, this is, of course, is the Footy Talk podcast. Guest today is Stephen May. Plenty more to talk with this man. It is your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews, and analysis from the world of AFL. You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, hit the bell and get involved on our Insta at footytalk underscore pod. Send us a voice message and we'll do our best to answer your question throughout the week. Stephen May, the superstar defender from the Ds, has stuck around. Two-time All-Australian Premiership player, was once the captain or co-captain of the Gold Coast Suns. 2017, that's where you started your career, up the Gold Coast Suns. We know about that. How did that trade come about of you going from the Gold Coast Suns to the Ds? I'm not sure I've ever really heard a proper explanation in and around it. Um, Look, I think uh, we was probably, we just got a new coach in Dewey and we were starting to um, fix our list a little bit um, with our salary cap issues. So it was obvious that we were going to go into a little mini rebuild. Um, Start again, we had a new CEO, new GM, new list manager, new coach. So, you know, I felt... You know, we're starting again, and I just sort of felt I was—I was probably 27 at the time. Um, by the time we get this right, I'm probably on the outer. Yeah, you know, maybe yeah. I'm hitting 30, and you know, do I have the best chance of being involved in that? And so I'd spoken to a few teams um, that were competing and and you know playing finals. Um, Who were know. other suitors that you spoke to? Yeah, so uh, Melbourne, Collingwood. Um, Hawthorne and Essendon with a so you were coming f- to a big club. Yeah, yeah. I was coming to a big club. Um, and I wanted to come to Melbourne, yeah. and uh, you know it was, it was a really hard decision. You have the meetings um, with you know the, the different um, presentations, and they're just outstanding clubs. Like yeah. you know, it's hard. To, you walk out of that, say to your manager, "Yeah, I want to go here." <laughs> then you go to your next meeting, <laughs> "I want to go there," and then you know you got to make a hard decision. But for me, it just came down to um, you know where Melbourne were at. They just played in a prelim. Um, their list was so young in terms of their star players coming through, and I thought, oh, that probably gives me a bit more of a chance in terms of you know. A bit, a bit of a, a bigger window of opportunity. Um, and then the other thing is, like, you saw well and good to pick a club, but you got to get a trade done. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Was there any hiccups there? Because yeah, you know well, that, that can be a bit of a nightmare. Yeah, well, they... They um they stuff around with it a fair bit of the time. Yeah, they, they tell you certain things and that. But the thing was, Melbourne were tr- going to trade for me. They didn't have the pick yet. <laughs> so they needed... <laughs> so, they, they, <laughs> so Hogan wanted to go to Frio. Right. Um, they needed a Melbourne. Uh, I think Suns maybe wanted a top five or top six pick or something like that because that's what the conversation would have been. Yeah. So they're like, well, if you're getting traded, we can just let you go as free agent. We'll get that. So you know, we want nothing less than that, which is fair enough. Yeah. You know, yeah. I wanted I wanted a win-win for both parties. Hogan had to get to Frio. Frio go and trade their pick five <laughs> that, that that Melbourne needed for to get the trade done. But uh, myself and Katie came down and, um, anyways, it it you know played out and um, got to the last day last hour you know like I was on the golf course actually I was yeah. um 
I thought I need to distract myself. Like if this doesn't go through, I'm still contracted. I've got to go back to the Goldie. You know, I've already said I want to leave. It's you know, it'd be the worst. It'd be so Walking embarrassing back. to come yeah. back in after saying you want to leave. And I just wanted Gold Coast to get what they wanted, and I wanted Melbourne to get what they wanted, and everyone sort of be happy as, as happy as you can in given the circumstances. Yeah. And um, thankfully, like the last hour, I got a message from Goody saying. Well done, mate. It's all done. And I was like, it's not done. I was still looking at the Twitter. There's no update. But, um, you know, they did do Hogan to uh, Frio and I went to Melbourne and then they got pick six and um, they got Ben King, who's a um, star player, star forward that they needed at the time because they lost Tommy Lynch as well. So, you know, I'd like to think it was a you know, win for all parties involved. How was that on you coming down to Melbourne, though? Because you've spoken publicly about some of your issues with mental health in and around that and... Um, you know, the challenges in and around coming down to Melbourne, some injuries at the start, um, famously had one beer and got in a shitload of trouble for that, <laughs> thanks to whoever took that photo. <laughs> How was that period for you, though? Oh, that was um, that was really tough. Um, yeah. like, like I said, well, I picked the club that just played in a prelim. You know, everything's all good. We came 17th the next year. Yeah. Um, I was in rehab. I went and had a beer. No, on a Sunday. Didn't think it was too big of an issue um, well, but you know the optics are everything been, yeah. And, yeah, and everyone sees it and this guy's not committed you know he's coming down here taking the piss and that really hurt because I was I'm so competitive like yeah. people that know me know that I'm all in when I'm somewhere and it, it was hard because I hadn't I wasn't playing in the team so I hadn't really built those relationships with my friends uh, teammates as well yeah so you know I'm sort of thinking they're thinking what they're reading's true and all this stuff so you know, that was hard and I had to just get – the one thing I you – know, I spoke to Dean Solomon who was my back coach on the Suns and I was like, he's really good at advice and stuff. And he goes, mate, nobody cares what you have to say. Get your body right, get yourself fit and play good footy and I promise you it all turn. Like yeah. that's the only that's the only way to turn this around. You can say all you want and tell all this whatever stories you want and nobody gives a shit really. They want you to play and perform and then that's un- what I did in 2020. Great preseason, had a great season on the field and – you know, we just missed out on the finals, but you know, I thought I'd, I'd, you know, I'm here at the Melbourne now. They're, I'm part of the team. Um, fans are starting to like me now. Yeah. Um, supporters, my teammates, <laughs> having good relationships with my teammates, and yeah, obviously in 2021 we went on to win the flag. So um, it was a rocky start, no doubt. Um, you know, if I had my time again, probably do a few different things. Um, but you know, that is coming down to Melbourne. Uh, you know, on the Goldie, I could go over be on a Sunday. No worries, people would probably buy me one. You yeah. know, like. <laughs> come down here and they're taking photos and and I wake up on Monday and uh, there's a photo on the paper and I just yeah it was a bit of a shock but you know that's that's how it is down here credit to you for turning it around and uh, for what it's worth I think that you should have a beer most Sundays because that should just be your right as a normal human Um, a lot's been made throughout this week about Damien Hardwick and the relationship he has with players it seems like Goody to you guys is almost that similar figure just a really strong Manager near on mate rather than the old school enforcer. Yeah, um, yeah, he is like that. He's got a really good relationship with everyone, and um, as you'd see him in the media and see him on the bench, he's not very animated. Like he's, I see he, him at the Malvern Vale a bit. Oh, you see him at the Vale. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a bit more animated there, um, but yeah, he does have that. And when he does give you a clip, or you know, it's it's a lot more powerful because yeah. you know he he wants what's best for you. He knows you. You can't really lie to him about anything. He, he, he asks you questions. He knows the answer to already. So <laughs> you best just admit it, you whatever it is. Truth, yeah. Yeah. So no, nah, he, he's a ripper and um, we're lucky to have him. He's a, he's a great people person. He's also really strategic and, and smart with the way he goes about it on field. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to call him our coach. Do you love going into work every day? I had Tom Mitchell sit in this seat and he was talking about the culture that the Pies have and how much he loves it now. Is it 
still that enjoyment factor for you at the D's? Yeah, um, for sure. Having got like a, a whole group of people with coaches who are just so committed to getting better each week. Um, you know, I'm talking. Obviously, you have your young guys, your yep. development guys, but I'm saying all our all Australian like Brownlow fancies and all that. They are work hard, working harder than anyone. They want to be the best they can, and it's, in, it's inspiring. And um, you sort of don't want to let the team down, so you jump on and you. you you jump in and learn something about this and that. And, yeah, we have a great off-field balance in terms of we know when to take the piss, joke around, shoot yeah. some hoops, play some cricket. But then when it's training time or gym, like, we're flat out. So um, it is. it does make it a lot more enjoyable when everyone's there there for a um, serious reason. Absolutely. You are, I was reading this, so you're one of eight kids, yeah. the <laughs> eldest of eight, proud Indigenous fella. Uh, talk to us a little bit about... I guess representing uh, your people from the NT in and around, not only Sir Doug Nichols round, but also what it means to them when you go back and you're able to go back as the AFL star. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty special. It's a definitely a pinch me moment, sort of when when I go back home, um, seeing the kids, you know, how they're growing up, how I grew up, and all that, and hopefully just showing them that like it doesn't matter where you're from, you can you can still make it and play AFL if if that's what you really want to do and you're committed, like you can do it. Like I had that dream as a kid to play AFL, it was probably more of a dream kind of thing. If, like, as much as you probably want to play on the PGA Tour, it's probably not going to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm getting all right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't – like, yeah. I didn't believe it as much as I probably No sort of clear pathway as well, if I could, No pathway, yeah. exactly. No scouts at every game, none of that. So, yeah, I knew I had to get out of Darwin and get down here and try and, um, you know, be seen by more eyes. But, no, nah, it does make me extremely proud and, you know, seeing – People, you know, they watch the footy every week. In Darwin football's life, they watch all our games. Is there a few Melbourne number ones knocking around up there? They're very loyal um, to their team. Right. A lot, there's a lot of Essendon fans okay, up still, there. Yeah, um, yeah like Michael Long sort of set that. But um, no, there's a, obviously all my brothers and sisters all got number ones in their back. <laughs> but so that makes seven. But um, I'm sure there's a couple <laughs> more out there. But yeah, no, I'm very like this round means a lot to me. I mean, lots of our family and. Um, also means a lot to our footy club. Our footy club get behind it a lot and, um, you know, I'm proud to be a part of it. You obviously, chat, the footy club changed its name. You come up against Wallyulup this week. Is that how I say it correctly? Fremantle? Fremantle, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um which will be a cracker. And it is fantastic to see. There's a the iconic photo we've got here of uh, you and Sammy Pal Pepper exchanging gifts at the start. That is an absolute ripper. I hope yeah. you've got a copy yeah, of that. Yeah, yes, I love that pick. That is an absolute ripper. Also, your club plays in round 16, the heart of the nation game. In the Alice? Yes. I once went to the Alice. Be prepared to take some gumboots. It yeah. was underwater. It was the nicest yeah. day. It got to four o'clock and it pissed rain and it was ankle deep. Yeah. Um, yeah if, you, if you know, you would have seen the Todd River there and it's completely just sand. Yeah. And then, yeah, it can be it can be flowing. It's pretty crazy. Uh, we usually go there at a good time of the year where we have great weather. Um, it's awesome though. I don't know if you see the backdrop, see the McDonald's Rangers in the back yeah. and it's just, it's just like you're somewhere else and... Um, see the red dirt, all the fans come out, they love it, and, yeah, um, we're, we love going there. Um, Do you get to spend extended time when you go up there, sort of a couple of days each side, or is it more just a hit-and-run mission because it is in season? Yeah, it's a hit, more of a hit-and-run, depending, like, because it never falls with our buyer or anything. Yeah. Our buyer's always with the King's birthday. So um, it is sort of a quicker trip. But the guys that are injured and or in rehab or whatever that need that need to do some community work to get to go up there and spend some yeah. time, they enjoy their time up there. That's brilliant. King's birthday will be a massive clash as well. We'll touch back on footy before we let you get out of here and get to your golf tournament. Uh, King's birthday, you come up against the Pies, 
who are absolutely flying. Flying. Uh, their next two games before you get to King's birthday are North Melbourne and West Coast, so they might just have softened a little bit. Could be a good time to get them. Do you think at the minute they're the benchmark and – do you still get well, your must about the big crowd? Because King's birthday, it doesn't matter where the sides are, it's generally uh, a good game, but this one in particular should be an absolute cracker. Yeah, no, they are flying. I think they're definitely the benchmark um, watching them play and I think they're more well-rounded than last year. A lot of people were saying, um, how do they keep coming back in the last quarter and all that? I think they don't need to do that anymore. They're leading going into the last quarter and playing really good footy. They look really confident, um, free-flowing, exciting for fans. But, yeah, the, the big matches are, are so – that's probably one of the reasons why I came down here as well was um, just get to run out in front of a packed MCG is just nothing like it. It's hard yeah. to describe. Um, but the Kings Birthday is such a big um, occasion, you know, with all the work that Neil does. And um, for us to, um, you know, sort of celebrate that, raise money and then put on a show at, you know, a cracking time. I think it's like a 320 yeah, game yeah. usually. And, um it's going to be rocking, I think. I don't know whose home game it is. won't matter. It'll be all Collingwood because they just find a way in the gates. Um, so I love the roar and that and hopefully hopefully we win and, um, you know, show where we, show the quality side that we are um, and that we're, that, we're, that we're legit this year. Is there a little bit extra motivation for you with how well Darcy Moore's going? It's sort of the conversation is you're the best defender in the league and now he's coming to take yeah. your mantle. Is there a little bit of, hey, Darcy, I might just take 12 intercept marks yeah. this round and uh, uh, stick it up your jumper? I'm pleased he, um, he equaled uh, my record as well. <laughs> he about got one, one taken about off him. Of, yeah, there's about eight of us on the uh, on the, on the record. He's uh, champion data some cash yeah? yeah, I was I was actually stoked that he'd won it because there's too many of us on that <laughs> there's list. There's about eight on that yeah, list, yeah. So, um, but no, nah, he's um, playing some unbelievable football. I think he's taken the captaincy and, and turned into an even bigger and better player. And, um, you know, obviously love watching footy, but I love watching the key defenders play well and the way he attacks the ball. Um, he's almost like a forward out there. And um, he just looks so confident as well. He's probably sums up how Collingwood have gone at the moment. And he's definitely the best in the league at the moment. He's um, full of confidence and dominating. So we'll definitely have to do something about him. Uh, we can't be bombing it into him like um, the Blues did on the weekend <laughs> because good yeah, plan, wasn't it? Goody won't be too happy about that if, if we let that happen all day. No, awesome, mate. Hey, thank you so much for coming in, talking all things your life and the Melbourne Footy Club. You are a genuine star. Thank you so much. No worries, Daisy. That has been the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got any questions, jump on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod, TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Joey and Nat preview the big clash between the Swans and the Blues, plus the rest of your round 11 action of AFL footy. Listener.